Hello and welcome to another session. So this session is all about how not to fail this year, okay? The new year swung round. We're super motivated and excited to make this the year that we crush our health and fitness goals. So I want to make sure um, that you guys don't fail. And that's what this uh, workshop is going to be about. So we've heard this mantra, right? How many times have we already said it this year? Um, new year, new me. But um, I want us to look at it a little bit differently. So rather than a new year, new me, which isn't that helpful, doesn't really work. How about something like this? New year, slightly different me each day until my identity has shifted. Not as sexy, um, but I can guarantee that this is um, the key to success. Okay. And it's the, the way that you're going to achieve your goals this year is by rather than taking this approach where we try to overhaul our whole identity and we go a bit all or nothing. Instead, we're just going to focus on making small changes over a longer period of time. And we'll be amazed how actually um, we end up changing as a result of that. So one of the reasons why we often or sometimes can fail with these big lofty goals that we set ourselves is that we make a key mistake. We make a few mistakes, but there's one that we do, right? And that is that we rely on our logical brain. So we say, we basically say, I want to be a completely different person. So what that does is it says that all the obstacles that I experienced in the past and last year, all my emotions and feelings and all this kind of stuff is going, going to go out the window because I'm just going to be different this year because I've decided. Okay, so what we're really doing is we're, we're relying on that logical part of our brain, the rational decision making part of us. And we're thinking that we're just going to keep doing that all year round. So we're going to tell ourselves things like this year, I'm going to have more willpower, more self-control and more discipline. And that's going to be the answer to navigate the barriers that's going to be the answer to get over the stuff that I've struggled with in the past. Now, it's a really, really good intention. And that may be the case. Uh, but it often sets us up for failure because we have two types of brains, right? We've got that logical side of our brain that's quite rational. Um, it's quite conscious. But we also have the opposite part of our brain, um, which is also really important, which is the subconscious stuff it's the automatic stuff it's the behaviors that we do without thinking about it so that's why just relying on this side of our brain is a huge mistake so what ends up happening is we have this like self-control dial okay and at the start of the year we might feel super motivated super geared up we're really really focused so we've got quite a lot of bandwidth on this dial and so we're saying we're making all the right decisions we're saying yes to the right foods no to the wrong ones we're getting ourselves to the gym we're battling against ourselves, and it's kind of working but over time what happens is that we end up running down this dial so it becomes harder and harder for us to have that self-control have that willpower have that discipline and because we've relied on this system we don't have much of a plan for when this happens our plan is to just hope that this doesn't happen this year round. We just hope that it's going to be different. Okay. But it's not going to be different, but instead we are going to take a different approach. So our self-control dial might be pretty high when we're super motivated. It might be pretty high at the start of a year and all this kind of stuff. But when we're really tired, you know, one or two weeks into January <laughs> throughout the year, we get really tired when we're super stressed and when we're hungry, that massively impacts our ability to use that logical part of our brain, okay? So our plan of just having willpower, just making the right decisions, you can see that's all quite a conscious process. But in order to engage that rational prefrontal cortex part of our brain, we have to be in a particular state. 
So that doesn't work so much. It goes offline a little bit when we are tired, when we're hungry, when we're stressed and under a few different circumstances as well. And then when that prefrontal cortex or when that rational, logical part of our brain goes a little bit more offline, what we see in the literature, and you might notice from your own experiences, is that we tend to choose foods that are more convenient. We choose foods that have higher fat and sugar quantities. And we also increase the volume of food that we eat. Okay. And so if our strategy is that we are just going to be a completely different person and we're just not going to do that, um, that is going to be super, super, super hard because we're relying on having to make these decisions, which is all well and good when we are in the right headspace for it. But when we're not, it becomes even more harder to make these kind of decisions. So on the flip side, then really important statistic is that 43% of our behavior is habitual. Um, it's actually probably more than that in cer- certain circumstances. So it completely depends on what circumstance, but at least 43% of our behavior is habitual. So whilst we're going into the year with a plan that relies on us using discipline, willpower, uh, making all the right decisions, actually a lot of what have, is guiding us is the stuff that's underneath the surface. Okay. It's the automatic responses to internal cues. So our internal cue, stress, hunger, Um, time of day a certain smell a certain mood that is a cue and it will trigger an automatic response and then we'll just behave in a habitual way so yeah just habitual just means the kind of behaviors that we're doing automatically without thought so if 43 percent of our behavior is habitual and maybe we are not in the place that we want to be we've got two options we can either change our behavior deliberately the stuff that we can actively remember so the conscious behaviors or we can work on these automatic behaviors. And I think if we overhauled 43% of our behaviors into ones that were serving us better, ones that were leading to more healthful outcomes, um, we're going to see a huge difference. And the benefit of taking this approach, so this approach is not relying on our logical brains that that require discipline, self-control and willpower, but instead falling back on changing these automatic patterns Benefit of that is that it doesn't require as much effort because we're not having to consciously think about it. The whole thing of it being a habitual behavior is that it's automated. Doesn't rely on our mood. So we do it regardless of if we're tired, stressed or hungry because it's not requiring us to make a thoughtful decision. It's just what we do. We don't have to think consciously about it. We know that thinking about things um, can feel really effortful. And I'm sure there's been times throughout the year when maybe we haven't been engaging as much in health and fitness behaviors. And we've been speaking to our coach and our coach is like, come on, you know, just do some planning, just be thinking through things. And that is great. But then we might feel like, oh, it just feels too much. It just seems like too much. And that's because we're mentally overwhelmed. So mentally, we don't feel as though we can be in the place to start thinking about this stuff, which suggests that that is quite a stressful, challenging thing to do, right? So if we can take out that conscious part of it, that's going to be great. And finally, it allows us to put health on autopilot. So rather than it having to be this thing that we're always thinking about and we're always having to to, to do and and plan and this and that, instead we can put it on autopilot. So we become a healthy person because we have healthy habits and then it takes care of itself, okay? Now, what we're not saying is that habits are the only thing, yeah? It's like it's 43%, which means we also need to make some um, logical, rational decisions as well. But a strategy for this year to make sure that you don't fail has to include both. Okay. So on that, 
we're going to have a little habit assessment to see where we're currently at if our current habits are serving us. So the first thing to do is write a list of your current food or movement habits. This might be a bit challenging. So ways I like to do this to to help is I might write down my morning routine, my habits that I do in the morning. I might write down my evening routine. Um, I might write down my habit around what I do to get my steps in. Um, what's the habit when I when I go into a place? Is the habit that I take the stairs? Is it that I make the lift? Lift. Um, what are your default behaviors? Okay, in certain situations, what do you do when you're stressed? What do you, what kind of food do you go for when you are tired? When you're hungry? When you've had a long day at work? Okay, so trying to create a list of your habits or let's say automatic or default behaviors that allows you more room to use it. And after we've done that. We're going to um, rate it either positive and positive just means that doing that habit is moving you towards the direction of your goals. The minus sign means that that habit is actually taking you further away from your goals. Or if the habit is neutral, then you can just leave it blank. And then having a look at the habits that you've managed to identify and the ratings that you have, you can figure out your current trajectory. So based on your current habits, And we know that habits are a fantastic indicator of where a person is going to be in 90 days time, in six months time, in a year's time. Okay, if we look at a person's current habits, we can predict um, what their their weight's going to be, what their lifestyle is going to be like, because that's how influential they are on behavior. Okay, so looking at your habits, what is your trajectory? If you've got quite a lot of pluses in there and you've got quite a lot of habits that are food and movement related, You might be quite confident that you're on the right trajectory this year and that you can be patient because you're going to get to your goal. If it's looking like actually you've got some habits in there that are taking you far away, then that's a great sign. This is something to really focus on. Okay, so pause this, screenshot it. Um, If you're listening via audio, just take some time later on today to do that. um, And you're going to find that super, super helpful. So. A new way then of approaching the year, because we realize the importance of automatic or habitual behavior, is that, yes, we still want to have our goals. And our goals lead to us having to do certain behaviors. And normally we would stop there, right? So we would normally say, okay, I would like to um, lose 10 pounds. And so my behaviors are that I'm going to go to the gym three times a week my behaviors are that I'm going to be in a calorie deficit my behaviors are that I'm going to eat more fruit and vegetables okay that would be your behaviors and typically we stop there we might plan when we're going to do those things we might do some barrier identification to figure out what might come up and how I overcome it but the next step to make sure this year that we succeed at our goals is that we are then going to turn these behaviors into a habit so going back to that that idea of um, you know eating more fruit and veg how can we turn that into a habit? So it's what we just do automatically. It could be that as I get my plate out, I fill it with, I fill it half full with fruit and vegetables or just vegetables if it's dinner, fruit if it's, you know, a breakfast smoothie. Okay. Well, if you want to increase your steps, that's the behavior. Then the habit would be once I put down my knife and fork for dinner, I go out for a walk around the block. Okay. Or when I come across a lift, I take the stairs. Um, when I um, put the kettle on to make a coffee, I do five squats. Okay. Fantastic book on this that you guys may have already read before is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he speaks 
in so much more detail about the process of actually building habits, which is extremely important. And we'll do a workshop on that as well. But it's just this idea this year of taking it one step further, okay? And really dipping into what would this look like in habit form so that I don't have to keep consciously thinking about doing this behavior. I can make it take care of itself. So a specific example then, we touched on it a little bit, is you know maybe we want to lose 10 pounds, for example. And part of that, one of the behaviors that we're going to adopt this year is to do 10,000 steps per day. To make it even more likely that we're going to succeed, we then turn that into a habit. After dinner, go for a walk. So over time, this becomes an automatic association. So you no longer have to think about when am I getting my steps in because when you put your um, knife and fork down after dinner, you just go on that walk because that's what you do, okay? Now, if we've got person A, right, and this is a combination of some of their habits, maybe they... They take the lift. They, If they've got anything to do locally, they will drive there. If they're stressed, tired, has a busy day at work, they lean on convenience foods. Maybe part of their evening routine is to watch Netflix and the, the routine or the process around that is to have snacks with it. Really common, right? We, we Most of us do that. Maybe during the week, especially in the darker months, they're in a habit of spending the evenings on the sofa. And maybe they're in the habit of having something sweet after dinner. Maybe they're having a dessert. Maybe most times after dinner, they give it a few, you know, half an hour or so, and then they will have a dessert. Then you might have another person who they might have a rule for themselves that if the distance they're going is less than half a mile, they're going to walk there. Okay. Maybe they pre-prepare nutritious food. So when they are stressed, they don't have time. They just grab the pre-prepared food. Or maybe the convenience foods they stock their fridge with are ones that they already know have a high protein count or uh, are calorie controlled, for example. Maybe they still have a habit of watching Netflix, but they've decoupled that from the idea of having snacks with it. Maybe during the week they have a couple of active evenings. They could take a class at the gym. Maybe they've got a martial arts class they go to. Um, maybe they do a dance class. And maybe they've got into a habit of having fruit after dinner. Now, this person, we might call them an unhealthy person. And this person, we might call them a healthy person. Okay. And usually there's a lot of negative con connotations like, oh, a person is unhealthy because they are lazy or they are not motivated or they're not committed. Actually, let's reframe that. Okay. The real difference between an unhealthy person and a healthy person is that they have a different set of habits. They do different behaviors. Okay. And when we think of it like that, we realize that we can uncouple all of the, the shame, the guilt around our behaviors and realize that actually, in order for us to be healthy in the long term, we need to have different habits. And that is something that we are in control of and that we can start this year by making new habits. And so on this note, then, in order to make sure that we are successful this year, we're going to scrap the approach that is new year, completely new me. And we are going to go towards the approach of slow consistent action beats fast inconsistent action yeah so focusing on slight shifts in our habits over a long period of time is going to build up and compound and we're going to become the person that we want to be that is far better than on a monday deciding that we're going to completely change our diet which doesn't actually align with who we are doesn't feel like us because we haven't given our brain the time to catch up to these new behaviors and then we end up not being able to stick to it. Okay. So sometimes it's not sexy, right? To take that slow, consistent approach, or it cannot seem like we're going to be able to measure the outcomes if we are only doing habit changes. It can take some time to catch up. Okay. But to hopefully to help with that, 
if we get 1% better every day and we fast forward a year, that looks like 37% better. Okay. So it looks like a huge improvement. If we make tiny tweaks and adjustments to our habits um, or our small daily actions over the course of the year. So this time next year, you are going to be in a massively different position. Oftentimes, we don't think that the small things matter and we focus on these huge things. Okay, going to cut out carbs. I'm going to stop eating takeaways. I'm going to stop eating any snacks. We focus on these massive things, um, but actually it's the small things we need to focus on because in a day, we make so many small decisions that can tip the scale to take us toward our goal. Or if we look at it here, 1% worse every day after a year, that's how we end up maybe year on year gaining weight or getting more unhealthy, more unfit. Okay. So hopefully this year we're going to adopt this, this mindset approach of just trying to be a little bit better each day, giving ourselves time, being patient with ourselves, staying consistent um, and realizing that it might take longer than we expected, but that's actually perfect. And you can see how the graph actually shoots up exponentially because it's like a compound effect. Okay. That's also from Atomic Habits, the book, if you guys want to check that out. And so lastly, then just to round it off, nope, not new year, new me, but new year, slightly different me each day until my identity has shifted. And then this time in six months time, um, you're going to notice that you are a massively different person to who you were right now. And I think that's really exciting, right? So good luck this year. And I wish you all the best with your goals.